We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move up. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show. With Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show, where we get the lowdown on all things basketball. I'm your host, Drew. I'm BJ. I think we did this part all right now. We did. I don't know. We did just do this. <laughs> And this show is brought to you by T Public, Fanatics, and newly partnered SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. Use our code the lowdown in all caps for twenty dollars off your first order. Look at that. How about that? You know, Drew, I've got um <clears throat> I didn't even know that you had uh that we have got this opportunity today, but I had already bought. I think, yeah, it's a wonderful surprise. I um, I had already used SeatGeek to get myself some uh, baseball tickets. I'm going to see uh, the okay. first place American League West Texas Rangers next weekend. Okay. Gonna be no them, yeah, I'm going to see them take on Toronto. And uh, I also had uh, purchased concert tickets, I think, last year. Um, the concert's been rescheduled and rescheduled, and it will be going on uh, in 2024, early 2024 now as a result. But, um, but yeah, I've been using SeatGeek for a long time. Welcome to the show, guys. There you go. Heck yeah, brother. We got a big show today. Um, talking some NBA stuff. I've got a I've got a little game that I'm gonna go ahead and just give out that I'm playing today that BJ's oh, really? gonna be playing along with. It's gonna be fun. It's an it's an NBA finals game. Oh, okay. uh, so be uh be on the lookout for that. We're gonna be doing that early in this NBA segment. Also talking LeBron to Dallas maybe? Oh, Could maybe? we be seeing Braun in the AAC maybe? Uh, no. Uh, uh, no. Kyrie no. wants him here, so we'll see. Will Kyrie even be coming back is the question. Yeah, I mean we'll, we'll, ask, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk. Chris Paul getting sent out of Phoenix? Oh man. Chris Paul looking for a new home. Where will that be? Is Boston calling for I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everybody, a lot of people are going to be calling for the point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, also talking some Satu Sabali. Satu Sabali having a breakout season so far. One of the top scorers in the league and just doing it off the Dallas mm-hmm. when he's going to talk about her. And um, some of the early standouts in the league alongside Satu, but mainly Satu today, but we're going to mention those as well. we got some early injuries in the league as well that's mm-hmm. kind of hurting some teams. Yeah, yeah I know, BJ. Oh, unfortunate. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, i got to see uh, what some teams are going to be able to do to survive some of those injuries um, for a little bit of time. And But we'll get to all that here in a bit. We've also got BJ's Best What's on Drew's Mind, and we're also playing with it for quit it again. Oh, yeah. I've got some hot takes for Drew to react to in <laughs> this installment of With It or Quit It. Oh, get, get get your get your clips ready, boys and girls. Ready to get rocking? Yes, indeed. I'm All ready, right, man. BJ. So we're gonna start with this LeBron to Dallas stuff, BJ. Uh, Kyrie Irving. 
uh, is the one that's got mm-hmm. this stirred up for us. BJ, he's he apparently hit his boy LeBron up and said, "Why don't you come over to Dallas? Join me and Luca here. So you don't need LA. I, I went to those playoff. He didn't say this part. I went to those playoff games. I saw what you guys had out there. I mean, nice little turnaround, but we've got Luca and me. You know what I can do." Come over here with me and him. You know you like him. He likes you. I like you. You like me. We won a championship. He wants a championship. We can all get a championship. And it sounds all good. <laughs> BJ, you want LeBron in Dallas? Uh, so this is... This is like a kid... Make it, Make it happen, Mark Cuban. This, this is get like a... on the phone. This is like a kid on Christmas saying what he wants Santa Claus to bring him, Drew. There's really <laughs> no chance that this is going to happen. Aye, as aye, much aye. as as much as you want it to happen, I know you you are you would love your favorite player in the league to be on your favorite team, so you don't have to bandwagon two teams. Uh, well, oh, it wouldn't be bandwagon be. two teams, but uh, you you'd be able to just support one team and one team. My oh. most locked in Dallas Mavericks season ever, just like ever. And, and I'm a, like I'm a huge fan of Kyrie too, and also love Luca. Like I would just be like, my well, heart would just be so full. Now the the oh. question is, if if LeBron did come to Dallas, would that mean that he'd be doing everything in his power to make sure Mark Cuban drafted Bronny as well? So that I mean, what's so bad about that? We need. I didn't. Him. Say, I didn't say there was anything bad about okay. it, but I don't think the Mavericks have to pick. Is the problem, Drew? We can make we can make something shake to make it happen. Well, if if you trade for LeBron. You already are limited on what you've got available to you, and you're going to give up even more to try to bring in LeBron. I, I get where you know you're talking about. I, I would love if you could make you know if you could we just must like, win now. So we're, we're we gonna we're gonna give you we're gonna give you THJ. We're gonna give you Dwight Powell. We're gonna give you all these guys. Nobody that we wants don't Dwight want. Powell. We'll, we'll just, exactly. We'll give, you, we'll give you cash considerations instead of Dwight Powell because you'll just you'll, you'll release him anyway. We'll give you we'll give you a bag of chips. The the equal equivalent of Dwight Powell is is a two dollar ninety nine cent bag of chips that you can get over at the seven eleven across from the A's. Put him in a suit and put him on your sidelines or something. People people like his face, so I mean he can help out with the you know, the overall look of the bench. Give him give him the, give him the the what what do they have the 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 women there that shoot the t-shirts into the stands, you know. Oh, give him, the, give him like the gun for the yeah, the, the, to come out. Yeah, the t-shirt cannon or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he could be part of the ma- ma- mascots entourage and hey. and be throwing t-shirts into the crowd. Sheesh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm just trying to. If he's not going to be on the team in in LA in his trade, I was you know, trying to give him a coaching role, and you're like, "Yeah, get him out there at halftime shooting the t-shirt gun." Well, hey, the at fans. least at least I didn't say he could be on the court, but That's like crazy. mopping the court when somebody takes a tumble or something I, like that. I mean, either one is <laughs> both of those are quite a demotion. I was trying to give him like par with what he's or as close to par as he can get. He might be bogey in the situation. Yeah, I know. I, I'm. I'm obviously we're we're a little bit messing around, but there's just not a whole lot that the Mavericks have available to them that they could trade to the Lakers to get LeBron. I mean, if 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 Kyrie wants to, you know, talk about this possibility when LeBron becomes free agent because he's got one year left on his deal, right, Drew? He's he's only got a year left, I think. 
or did he re-up for two more seasons? I believe he's got a year left. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, if he wants, if, if yeah, Kyrie wants to one year, lock himself in here. Million. Yeah, if, if Kyrie wants to lock himself into Dallas and, and you know, be around for a couple years, um, you know, that that's part of the reason why I said, is Kyrie even going to be here? You know, is, is well, I mean, if, he's, if, if he's recruiting him to Dallas, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, it could be like an if you don't come here, then I'm leaving situation, which, I mean, we we should always have in mind the possibility of Kyrie leaving anyway. But, yeah. you know, we just got to, you know, have the high hopes that he wants to play with this super megastar right here and try and recruit somebody else. I mean, he's got the pull in the league to, to bring in another star. And if he mm-hmm. can bring in a fish like LeBron, I mean, like, that's probably the most likely guy that you could get that wants to be there that, you know, just loves both of the players. Because, like, how many people, like, you know, a lot of people love Luka, but not everybody loves Kyrie. And how many players realistically would want to come play with him? Not just, like, for the, you know, play situation, but just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and you saw what the, the comments that LeBron made back in 2020 that resurfaced, right, after the news came down about Kyrie trying to recruit LeBron to Dallas, where he was yeah. talking about uh, wanting to sign Luca to a shoe deal and, and talking. He said, he said yeah. and I quote, Luca is one of my favorite players in the NBA today from the simple fact of how I play the game is why I love the way he plays the game. Team first, yep. gets his guys involved. If you challenge me to score, I'm going to score and keep my guys involved at the same time. But I play for the team and a sense of joy. I mean, that, you know, it definitely, you know, is interesting that he, he made those comments a few years ago. And now that Kyrie's here and trying to recruit him, uh, I remember when he said too. Yeah. I just never really thought that outside of like the All-Star game sitting, there was going to be the opportunity for the two of them to play together. Of course, I didn't ever expect Kyrie to be a Dallas Maverick. So yeah, and BJ, there is. I mean, you could say you could call this mutual interest because I mean, you take the look at here what Bleacher Report put out. The Mavericks were preparing to make an offer for LeBron James last season when the Lakers were spiraling and having a bad season. Before you know, they made a made all those trades mm-hmm. to really change the trajectory trajectory of their year. Yeah, and, so and I, I mean, mean you, Mavs, Mavs wanted Braun already. Uh, yeah. You know? So I mean, if Luca, Luca loves Braun. This is his favorite player. He would obviously love to play him. Kyrie's inviting him to town. Mavs mm-hmm. already thought about trading for him. So I mean, like, so they've been working through scenarios probably for a while. And, and then once he comes back up, you know, things could be like momentum could be shifting. It could be. Know, and and think, think about this. Up. Think about this because. You know, LeBron's a businessman. He, he loves doing business and, and loves once at, at some point he's going to be a general manager. You just have to know that that's going to happen when he is done playing. Uh, you know, he's in a position if he comes to Dallas, he's going to be able to keep more of his earnings. There's no state income tax and he'd be able to, you know, not have to pay as much off of his contract like he does playing out in LA, playing for the Lakers. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good reasons and, I mean, you just think about this, Drew. If this were to happen, let's 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 play the game out and say, you know, if this were to happen, you would talk about the Mavericks going from a place that quote nobody wants to go to Dallas to being home to Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, and LeBron James all at the same time potentially. Like that is that's a huge mega shift in in the like the pendulum going from one way 
to the other in quite literally about a decade or so. Because we're talking about that was about 10 years ago when, you know, the Mavericks were trying to bring in DeAndre Jordan for the first time. And then the Clippers, you know, basically staged the lock-in and, and made him re-sign <laughs> with, Cliff, yeah. with uh, Chris Paul and, and Blake Griffin. And his, oh, man, that was that was something else. But, um, I mean, that would be just, you know, huge for the Mavericks. But I, I don't know. I don't – I really – I think if we have to put a number on, like, percentage chance that this happens, I'm going to lowball it and say 10%, 10 to 15% chance that this actually well. happens. Well, who knows what um, BJ, the Mavs, say that their number one offseason priority is Kyrie Irving. So that'll mm-hmm. be the first as it order be. of business, yes, yeah. for sure, especially, you know, what we gave up to bring him over here. We don't want to lose him mm-hmm. that quickly. And then, you know, once he's here, I mean, the easier it's, – it's easier to sell the Dallas Mavericks thing once you know that Kyrie and Luca are locked in over there. And then Bron can be like, okay, he signed over there. He's committed, you know. Maybe one year over there wouldn't be too bad. Let me let me go ahead and, and say this, too, for the Mavericks, Drew. I'm going to go ahead and put this on tape now. If they do bring back Kyrie Irving, I really worry about their depth and their bench, and I don't know what you're going to have available in terms of cap room to help plant that. I really worry about the future of this team if you bring back Kyrie you know, you, you're making that push to go all in. If you don't win a title, it's going to blow up very badly here in, you know, four to five years. And you might not be able to keep Luka Doncic around at that point, as well as Kyrie or LeBron. And, and you know, it's going to be a long, painful rebuild after we went through such a long, painful rebuild. Uh, right in, at the last little bit of Dirk's career before Luka was drafted. That's the only thing I have to say. And, and I'm, I'll suffer for a championship. <laughs> I was going to say, if we get a title out of it, it will be worth it. That's just like what with the 2011, how that's helped sustain us all this time as well. It would but, be the best big three in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Let me leave you on the on the Mavs side of things with this quote, BJ, from Kyrie okay. when he was on the I Am Athlete podcast last year okay. uh, that he has some regrets about how he abruptly left LeBron and the Cavs in 2017. All right. I didn't know how to share my emotions. I didn't know how to do that. So instead of sharing, I isolated myself. If I was the same maturity line and understanding of who I am and I look back, we definitely, definitely would have won more championships because there would have been a better man-to-man understanding about what I'm going through, he said. Yeah, I like it. I uh, I think that, um, you know, I think he's done some growing up. And, I mean, obviously, you know, nationally – He's still got the reputation from, you know, all these places that it hasn't worked out before. And this is hopefully, you know, the beginning of him proving that that's no longer who he is. Indeed. Now on to some Chris Paul point guard talk. That's a little Mm -hmm. bit more recent even than the LeBron to to Dallas speculation there. Chris Paul uh, reportedly uh, going to be waived by the Phoenix Suns. Um, Yeah. Chris Paul looking for a new home now, BJ, and there's been some speculation already in the Twitter sphere that Chris Paul would be a nice addition to the Dallas Mavericks um, if they could execute some type of trade to get him over there. Um, he would probably, you know, come off the bench, and you know, I had said to them once I once I saw this, you know, post on social media, 
It just reminded me of when Melo got to OKC. The talk of coming off the bench. I wonder if CP3 would have that kind of thing, you know, because he's always been a starter, you know, the point guard. You know, he's run the show Mm -hmm. out there, and, you know, he'd be the backup PG out there. I mean, at this point, you know, he knows where he's at, you know, physically, and he always has injuries in the playoffs. It may be good to come in a more limited role and just kind of dominate a second unit, which would be awesome. But there's a lot of suitors coming for Chris Paul, the point guard. BJ, old CP3's got, you know, possible destinations like a like a Boston, maybe. That's what I had thought at first, and you know, I mean, you talk about if if Boston is gonna move off of Jalen Brown just because of how much money he's gonna be in position to make now with with his, I mean, what fifty million, Drew? Is that how much he's eligible for with that supermax contract? Two months mil a year, yeah. That's that's quite a bit. And the Celtics might not be wanting to put that kind of money in, even though he is a, a really good player, because he's been so hot and cold, I guess is what you really would, would say. Um, so it's possible that, you know, Boston might look for him. But it's, it's, it's a similar situation where if you're Boston, you bring him in, it, it'd be like Dallas bringing in LeBron. You've got to be in that, you know, and, and obviously they're a l- lot closer to that, you know, championship than, than I think the Mavericks are at this point. Um, but you've only got a year or two. Are you really, really wanting to bring him in for, you know, just to see if that puts you over the edge? And, and if so, is that going to be that missing piece that's going to put you over the edge and get you that title? And I don't know if it is or not. It's certainly worth, you know, calling about and, and seeing. But going back to Phoenix, you know, this is a – uh, for for Phoenix, you know, Dallas has been, you know, linked to wanting DeAndre Ayton. Now you talk about the Mavericks being linked to possibly trading for Chris Paul. Seems like, you know, anybody that Phoenix is trying to get rid of is, is linked to the Mavericks in some form or facet, Drew. Um, so, but I, I, I just, I don't think that I see it as much in, in the Mavericks case for Chris Paul. Yeah, probably not. But let me let me give you some teams, BJ, about three or four, and mm-hmm. you tell me where you like Chris Paul the most. Okay. Okay. Team right. number one, the Miami Heat. Okay. Team number two, the Milwaukee Bucks. Team number three. The Los Angeles Lakers. And lastly, team number four, the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay, I'm going to go ahead, if we're going to treat this like it's a who wants to be a millionaire question, I'm going to use my 50-50 and take options two and three out because I don't really feel like... Yeah, I really don't Not feel... Not going like, back to New Orleans. Get that uh, yeah, out of there. I, I, no, uh, uh, Milwaukee and... Uh, oh. uh, my uh, Milwaukee and the Lakers. Because okay. I don't I don't think that... I don't think that the Bucks are needing to replace Drew Holiday. Uh, well, Drew Holiday is not necessarily a point guard. He's originally a two. He would love to slide over. True. But are you gonna are you gonna bring Chris Paul off the bench in Milwaukee? I, I mean I don't know who's who's I mean he could start. Yeah, he could start he could. in Milwaukee. 
It could. Um, and then for the Lakers, I mean, it, it's, you know, I don't think Chris Paul wants to necessarily make a habit of following Russell Westbrook's trajectory where it seemingly, you know, he went, he was, he replaced Westbrook when Westbrook left OKC and Chris Paul single-handedly took that young Thunder team to the playoffs and then, you know, would be in that similar position that Westbrook was when he signed with the Lakers at, before the start of the season. Okay, no Bucks, no Lakers. Heat or back in New Orleans? As much as I like the sentimentalness of the the Pelicans, because it would be kind of finishing off his career where he started it, mm-hmm. in terms of talent around and, you know, the necessity maybe, if, if that's the right word, the, the need, it might make more sense uh, to go to Miami. I like that one, too. I knew that one was going to resonate. I was hoping you'd pick that. I mean, you just slide him in there, whether he's a backup to Gabe Vinton or or the starter that is the first one to, you know, come off the floor and get replaced by him. Yeah. I think that would be a good little slide in there. I think it would be, too. And, I mean, when you've got – you don't have to – you've got another young player in Jimmy Butler, similar to what you have in in Phoenix with with Devin Booker, um, that, you you know, Chris Paul doesn't have to feel the need to go out and and get those buckets – unless he absolutely just wants them. Uh, you know, you've got a, another good big man inside in Bam Adebayo, uh, similar to DeAndre Ayton. They, you know, you've got Tyler Harrow to, you know, pop over to the to the corner and, and make it rain coming off the bench uh, if, if they happen to be on the court at the same time. They've got good pieces. This is not, you know, uh, this season may not have been what they wanted in terms of success regular season, but they got it turned to all tuned together at the right time going to the postseason. And, you know, I mean, with Spolstra as their coach, you know, it, it very easily could see them make another run back next year. They were the one seed in the East last year for corn's sake, you know? For corn's sake? Okay. Yeah. I think um, I heard that in a SpongeBob episode somewhere. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> For some NBA Finals trivia. All right. Well, I know the answer to number one. The answer is nobody other than Nikola Jokic had ever done what Nikola Jokic did last night. But I know that's oh, probably that, not a question. That wasn't in there. <laughs> everybody knows that now, thanks to ESPN stats and info. Yeah. 30 point, what? 20 rebound, 10 assist, triple double in the NBA Finals. That's just All right. Crazy. All right. Let's, let's, the, let's play some trivia. Yeah, let's run through this. Do we need to set the mood with some music, BJ? I mean, yeah, if you've got some appropriate music, that is. Now, if you don't have any appropriate music. We'll just rock with it. All right. This gives me intro to uh, a broadcast vibe. (laughs) It's just like a football kind of sound almost. Yeah, let's rock out here. Okay. Is that too loud? Is it good? Uh, a little bit. Let me, let me, I'll see All right, you got it. All right, so this first one in this NBA Finals trivia does not involve the current NBA Finals, but the rest of them do. Okay. And, and this is NBA Finals player trivia. All right. Okay, so this one, which NBA player was the first to win two NBA Finals MVP awards? And you got four options here. Okay. Was it Larry Bird, Willis Reed, Michael Jordan, or Wilt Chamberlain? Well, the answer that I thought it might be is not on there. So when Ooh. when was the first 
Finals MVP. Oh, I can't tell you that. Give, you can't tell me that? Nope. Uh, that would give it give away, you, huh? It's that enough give to give you multiple choice here. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> you know... I was going to say Wilt Distilled, but that doesn't feel right. Let me go with Willis Reed of the New York Knicks. That's hey, good call, good call. Way to way to trust your your judgment there, BJ. All right, all right, good deal. A new one. This one does involve the current 2023 NBA Finals, BJ. Right. Player trivia. First one up, Jeff Green. Uncle Jeff Green. You like Jeff Green, BJ? I mean, never been had a problem with him, Drew. If that's what you're asking. No, I mean, just like as a player, you like his game. Yeah, pretty yeah, good. Me too. Well, BJ, he's he's been around the league. I mean, he's been in it for a while. He's about as old as LeBron James. Mm-hmm. He's played with a lot of talent, BJ, as he's been around the league during this time. Mm-hmm. And he has played with eight different MVPs. Three of whom he teamed up with multiple times with different franchises. BJ, can you name the eight MVPs that Uncle Jeff Green has played with in his NBA career? You've got a gimme right now because he's playing with one in Denver. Yeah, obviously Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Nikola Uh, Jokic. You can you can jot him down. Yeah. Jokic. (laughs) <laughs> we gotta get the music back on before I turn the loop. <laughs> That's all right. Downsides, but all right, Beach, you got one. All right, let's see. Um, hmm. I'm really gonna draw a blank now. Did he play a year with the Mavericks and Dirk Nowitzki by chance? Did not. Oh man. Okay. So I got seven to go. He's teamed up times with multiple different MVPs. How about he's been in the league as long as LeBron James has? Did he ever happen to play with LeBron James? I don't think he, he did. did. Oh, he did. Okay, that is good. your second MVP. Right. Good job, AJ. Woo. Alright, All right. got six so more. Got two, I've got the ding, don't worry about it. Just do just answer the question. Okay. Um, let's see here. Okay, so he's played with Nikola Jokic and LeBron James. Did he play a season with Kevin Durant, perhaps? Yes he did! There you go, BJ. Right. You got three. I've got All right. three. Five All right. more. <sighs> All right, let's see if we can really, really find the willpower here. He played with Kevin Durant in Seattle. That's, wow, that is a throwback. I thought that might he be He wasn't an MVP yet. Yeah, I was just saying, I thought that might have been where it would have been because I didn't think he'd been in, you know, with him in OKC or anything like that. All right, you got uh, five more. Five more. Okay. All right, you got Jokic, LeBron, and KD. How about Timmy Duncan? Did he ever play with Tim Duncan? He did not. Okay. I'm not playing that one. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, 
Come on, BJ. Derek Rose. Derek Rose? Yeah. That's four, BJ. There you go. He played with him on the Cavs. That's right. I forgot about that. I'm just trying to go through, like, in my mind, going back through the MVPs. You're halfway there, brother. This this, this is easy. Some of them are easy. There's there's some that might be hard. But you're halfway there. He didn't play a year with Steph Curry, did he? He did not. Okay. I didn't think so. All right. Let's see. Let me go back. Further. All right, I'll give you teams to try to help you out. Okay. You know, OKC Thunder, Boston mm-hmm. Celtics, Houston Rockets, Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Did he play a season with Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook. He's got five. He's five. All right. Three more. Three more. And you said that he played in Cleveland, Brooklyn, and where else? You missed him. Sorry. No, I heard him. Helping you I too just... much. Come on, three more. How, how about Paul Pierce? There's Paul Pierce on the list. He's not even an MVP, sir. I was going to say, I didn't think he did, but I thought maybe if, if he did, it was a wave. Think they about were... his teammate. Yeah. Kevin Garnett, maybe? There, there you go, go, BJ. There's six. There's six. Okay. So we got two more to go. Two more. Oh, my that goodness. Was, Kevin Garnett was one of the hard ones. Yeah. Figured. All right. Hmm. Brooklyn Nets. If you get this next one, if you get one of these Nets, these last two, then I will help you get the last one. Okay. All right. So let's see. Brooklyn Nets. Here's... Oklahoma City Thunder. Vince Carter. Vince Carter is not an MVP, sir. Okay. I forgot. I thought he might have won an MVP award. All right. Let's see here. Brooklyn Nets. Was it Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn or Brooklyn Nets in New Jersey, Drew? Ignore Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Alright, so Celtics and the Cavs. I just gave you a gigantic hint. How's that state above us, BJ? Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. Alright. But I thought that's where Russell Westbrook came from, honestly. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh. Is that your I, answer? Oh, that counts. Well, I, I thought go. I didn't I already say Russell Westbrook? No. I thought I did. No, you didn't say Russ. Oh. I don't it, know how I didn't. I swear you, I did. You gave me uh K D. Maybe that was where you were thinking with Thunder. Yeah, but I swear I also said Rhett Westbrook too. Uh you've you've given me uh oh wait. Have yeah, I think I did. Me? I thought I did. I thought I did. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I, I remember the other one that you don't have now. Okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> this this other MVP did play with Russell Westbrook, though. Here's your hint. Okay. All right. Two and one while playing at some point in Westbrook. Harden didn't win an MVP. He yes, did. He did. That's right. Come on, BJ. That's right. That's right. right so you got okay. one more. This right. last hint to help you out here. This is a Hall of Fame player. He was a journeyman later in his career after he won four championships, and he eventually played for the Boston Celtics with Jeff Green. Mm. Journeyman player played 
four titles with the Celtics with Jeff Green. Later in his career. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know. I'm trying to think. Four times. And then ended up with the Celtics. Good grief. Won a championship in 2006. Shaq? Yes, indeed, <laughs> baby. There you go. Oh, buddy. Oh, I it just finally made I was, it to the finish line. Ooh, I was that was a <laughs> man. That 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 hurt the that brain, man. Funny. That hurt the brain. I swear, oh. I, I'm not as stupid as it looked in that oh. game. <laughs> I love it. Well, oh, DJ, the game is not over. Oh. You've got more trivia. Oh no, DJ, <laughs> for this current NBA Finals, we're still here. Okay. Can you name the four players on the Denver Nuggets who have played 10 or more years in the NBA? One of those you get a freebie is Jeff Green. Jeff Green, yeah. So that's uh, we got, got three. three more. Three more, okay. Jokic is not quite there. He's close, though, nope. right? Yeah. Okay, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Oh, dear, dear. All right. If you want to go to their box score, you can. Okay. But that is the only place that you can go. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Look at names. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Hadn't Aaron Gordon been in the league for 10 years? Eight years. Eight years? Wow. Feels like he's been in the league a lot longer than that. I'm only a month older than Aaron Gordon. That is incredible. That's incredible. All right, Bruce Brown has to have been in the league for 10-plus years, Drew. No, sir. No. Four years. Four? Really? Maybe Bruce Brown is just a little bit more common than I thought it was. Maybe I'm thinking of Bruce Bowen. Well, DeAndre Jordan has to have been in the league for over 10 years. DeAndre Jordan? Yep. There you go, buddy. I'm on the board. All right, you're All right. halfway there. Halfway home. two more. These other two are guards. Okay, other two are guards. Well, Ish Smith has to be one, right? Oh, baby! Ish! He's cooking now. Number three, you got one more. Is it Reggie Jackson, Drew? Boy, oh boy, it's Reggie Jackson. Hey, we got through those a little bit faster (laughs) than the other ones. There you go. All right, more trivia, BJ. Which two players, one on the Nuggets, one on the Heat, were teammates in college. Teammates in college, huh? Teammates mm-hmm. in college. Let's see here. Alright. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. Was it... No, it wouldn't have been... Yeah, I'm... Uh, Would you like a hint? Sure, I'd love a hint, Drew. Their college colors were blue and white. Well, see, I was thinking it's Kevin Love has got to be one of them, but I just don't know which... No? Okay. So it's not UCLA, then, is basically what you're telling me. Okay. Let's see here. Blue and white. What big-time school is blue and white, BJ? There's a few that are blue and white. Well, Uh, spit them out. 
Would it be Duke by chance? No, okay. North Carolina by chance. Nope. Kentucky. Ding. All right, well. Didn't, uh, okay, come on. Let's see, who we got? You got this, BJ. Kentucky. Michael it's Porter two players. was not. We're teammates. Wasn't, uh, no. One on the Heat. One on, one the, on heat. the Nuggets. All right, well, let's see here. No, he didn't go there. Nope, 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 nope. All right, let's see. I forgot he went to. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man! Oh man! Man, I am. I'm drawing a blank here, Drew. I'm to be honest with you. Two teammates oh. went to Kentucky. Trying to think who would have been, because he wasn't on Kentucky. He wasn't on Kentucky. Oh, no, BJS. I'm sorry. I take that back. It's not Kentucky? It's Well, I was wrong. They were they were one year apart. So we'll nix that question. It was Bam Adebayo and Jamal Murray. I was about Jamal to say, Murray I didn't think the that they were year. teammates. My bad. My bad. Okay. All right. My All fault. Right. You're making me go crazy over here, Drew, questioning myself. Like, no way. I should have double checked myself. Let's let's hope that uh, that this one lines up too. Um, which two players on the Miami Heat? Now, now I'm kind of scared. Want to want to check it out? <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll run with it though, just in case. Which two players on the Miami Heat played in college together? Okay, let's see here. Miami Heat. Ugh, I should have okay. double checked this. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it not accurate either, Drew? Oh, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I'm getting, I'm searching still. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny though. Oh man. All right. Okay. okay, no, this is right. This is good. This one's good. <laughs> I was nervous a little bit. Come on, BJ, you got this. All right, come on, come on. Let's see. Here. Their colors are. Oh my goodness, where is that? This red and white. Red and white, huh? And their mascot is the same as the football team that I call out here. Oh, okay. So that helps it out a little bit. Okay. Okay. No, I remember. It's our longest NBA segment ever. I know. I'm <laughs> um, nope, it's not him. Just fire off some names. Quit <laughs> searching. I, I was hoping for you to just, you know, try and put some names together if you knew some people. But you're sitting here searching. It, that's what's taking it, it so long. Is it? Is it Kyle Lowry? No. And no. Okay. Well, I know that there's a. I know that that's not the right player. The red though is what is kind of throwing me for a loop here. All right. It's uh, Arizona Wildcats. I knew it was Arizona. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. 
Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, that's not the same mascot, Drew. You shouldn't have told me it was the, I got same, the team that you called. I got off. You threw me off. You, threw me off. you confused <laughs> well, me. Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller's one of them. I know that. I was looking Cody at- Zeller and. Uh, Victor Oladipo. All right. All right. Yeah. This is a stinker way to end this. Oh, my goodness. That stinks. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I knew Indiana, but I was I was like, they're not the Wildcats. So when you said Red and, and, and the team that's the Wildcats, I was like, what? So I was thinking Arizona, and then I couldn't find Arizona. I was like, ah! All right. It's time for BJ's best. Oh, man. Well, thank Good you, Lord. Drew. Oh, my goodness. What a – it was a little bit of a clunker, unfortunately, I know, but – um, I, I mean, you know, we, we can't have them all when there's there, Drew. And, and the, getting the MVP uh, and going through that was fun as well. So, uh, Drew, today is the 8th of June, and it is a pretty significant calendar event today because, Drew, it is Best Friends Day. Are you you're shaking your head at me? Why are you shaking your head at me, man? You have been real. You're good going in for the hashtag national stuff too much. What do you mean too much? There's never too much, man. Yes, because I can't ever hop into it. Because now we're doing the same thing again. Oh no. <laughs> well. I can. Uh, I was. I need just, you to start remixing it a little more and stay away from this national stuff a little more. <laughs> I, every I, I, every this is what this is the second part. Either way, say, this is continue, the only. I, I did you two, can have this segment. No, it's it's all good. I mean, I, I was gonna say I did this. This is the second week, I think, but I do try to mix it in a little bit better. So I will avoid it next week. Uh, all I was going to say, Drew, is uh, this is you know. Something that when you uh, when you're talking about best friends, I think that it's interesting. I'm looking at this poll according to a Pew Research poll. Ninety eight percent of teens say they have one or more close friends, and seventy eight percent of them say they have one to five close friends. That was from 2018. But when you move into adulthood, the ability to make friends does change a little bit along with your priorities, what you look for in a friend. And so I just kind of, you know, thought I'd ask you, uh, you know, when was the last time you made a new friend and you, where do you consider them? Like, is it a close friend? Is it more of an acquaintance kind of deal? What The last friend I made? Oh, I yeah. When was the last, no last friend? Was it college? Drew? Was it college? I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. No idea, huh? No. Well, I guess you wouldn't say they're really a good friend then <laughs> if you don't know when you made them. Um, well, I mean, I just don't consider everybody I encounter or, like, do true. work no. with or business or yeah. even a class or whatever with, like, a friend. So I don't yeah, I have no, no clue in that case because, I mean. Absolutely. I, I just, you know, I didn't, month, know I didn't know if you remembered. Uh, okay. I don't know. Well, some of the best ways that you can observe Friends Day or celebrating the day, uh, letting your best friends know how much they mean to you. Uh, it says you can send your best friend a note. I guess that would also, you could send them a text. I guess that counts. Uh, this one is, is a nice one. You can share a memory or two of you and your friend. If you went to uh, the beach one year or something, or if you uh, got together for a picnic, you could 
do that. Um, there's a lot of movies about friendship that you can watch. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, Shawshank Redemption, League of Their Own, Wayne's World, obviously. Um, or you could even invite your best friend to dinner. Uh, and then I just thought that this was a little bit interesting, Drew. Celebrating his birthday today, uh, this broadcast, Drew, would not be possible if it weren't for a man by the name of Tim Berners-Lee. He was born on this day in 1955. And do you know what the significance Tim Berners-Lee is, Drew? No clue. No clue, huh? Well, no clue. In 1989, while working with CERN, the British scientist Tim Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web, and what has become of it since then, um, a lot of good stuff, including our ability to do this show here today, um, but, you know, also, obviously, there's a lot of, lot, just a lot of information out there on the information superhighway that wouldn't have been possible had it not been for a you know, nearly 35 years ago, Drew, the uh, invention made of the World Wide Web. Because, you know, computers and computing did exist, and there was a network between the computers before then uh, that usually, I think it, at that point, was used um, by uh, militaries at that time, or by the military. But it wasn't until Tim Berners-Lee um, basically came together and, and wanted to be able to connect the computers all across uh, that that you know personal computers were able to access it and the World Wide Web was born and now here we are 35 years later essentially and we're doing a uh, we're doing a podcast we're doing a show entirely on the World Wide Web so that is you know I trimmed it down just a little bit and I hope I didn't steal your thunder I hope you still have something that you I'm always got something up my sleeve I know I I knew that when you uh threw the trivia at me without any warning Drew but that (laughs) that is BJ's best uh make sure you go and if you can't send a uh you know a note or give your best friend a call I know some people don't like to to call but I think this would be the appropriate uh, you know the appropriate time appropriate day to do such a thing if, if your best friend likes to Talk on the phone, that is. If not, you know, just shoot them a message and tell them how much they mean to you. I can't. Yeah. So that's BJ's best for this week, Drew. Good stuff, PJ. Thank you. And happy Best Friends Day to you. I think we are pretty good friends to the point that you and I could, could, could say that. So. There you go. Happy Best Friends Day. Check Thank your you, phone. Buddy. All right, it's on the, yeah. it's over on the charger, so I'll, I'll get to Indeed. it after the show. Great BJ's best today. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'll tag along with that here in in just a bit. Um, but BJ, it's time to tell everybody to get to shopping with our peeps. Heck yeah! We already told you about them every single week. We mentioned Seat Geek, our new partners. Make sure y'all use the code the lowdown. In all caps, THA lowdown. In all caps, SeatGeek, $20 off your first order. And of course, T Public, there's a sale going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you head over to T Public. We've got the link in our description for all these partners that are alongside us throughout our podcasting journey. 
But if you're checking out the low in the morning, getting ready for work, what better way to start the day off than sipping that morning coffee in a mug with the lowdown stamped right on it and getting it on sale? I can't think of a better one. Make sure you represent the lowdown on your way to work by shopping at the link in the description today. That's right, Drew. While you're down there in the description checking out our gear over on T Public. Perhaps you would like to go and get some merch that is going to honor your favorite team. Obviously, we're going to have a champion crowned in the next couple weeks in both the NBA and the NHL. Go to Spot to get that championship merchandise is over to friends at Fanatics. Those Nuggets look to cap off their best franchise season in history with a title. A brand new team is going to be hoisting the Stanley Cup. Vegas is halfway there with a 2-0 lead. Now's the time to get your conference championship merch. Maybe in another week or so, you'll get the finals branded merchandise. Also, Father's Day's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Head on over to Fanatics. Get yourself a Father's Day hat uh, for your favorite MLB squad. Or maybe, you know, just as soon as tonight, perhaps, the winner of the Women's College World Series. Those Oklahoma Sooners looked unstoppable. You can get some merch to celebrate the crowns of the ladies' diamond in college softball. Fanatics, the place to go for officially licensed merchandise, and even though there's no active promo code at the moment, you can always become a Fanatics MVP to ex- get exclusive weekly deals that are not available for just anybody. So head on over to Fanatics.com for officially licensed everything. And Drew, it's now time for what is on Drew's mind this week. Alrighty, Beach. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Appreciate you, my friend. Well, as you, of course, know, it's uh, National Best Friends Day. Hey, look at that. It. How about that? Yeah. Hey, happy National Best Friends Day once again. Uh, sliding on in here for uh, what's on Drew's mind today, BJ. Um, how many people do you have in your life? I mean, you already mentioned me. Thank you. I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. Does you consider a best friend? Whether they well, be a sibling or a parent or a just yeah, general best friend. I, I was just about to ask if family members count. They do count. Okay. They do count. Because well, I was going to say when – so I, I obviously I mentioned – I think I mentioned before the show uh, that I had a uh, an important decision to make pretty recently uh, and ultimately ended up turning down a, a job opportunity. But I consulted with family and with my best friends. And I was thinking just about, you know, the, the number of people that I consulted with to try to get, you know, not, not saying to make the decision for me because ultimately I had the final say. But I valued their input because, you know, it – it affected me and it affected them in a way. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I was making the right decision. There were a lot of things to consider. And I think ultimately I ended up consulting about five or six people, including, um, you know, family and, and really close friends to me, um, that helped me make the decision. So I, I think I could say between five to 10 people that I consider, you know, up there as, you know, people that I would go to and, and say, hey, you know, this is what's going on. What do you think I should do? Mm-hmm. And and that's not even to say that there's, you know, there are p- 
people that, you know, I consider really good friends that I wouldn't have gone to. I just figure that, you know, for you, for instance, I didn't consult you on this matter, but at the same time, it wouldn't have affected our relationship too much that I, I wanted to burden you with, you know, with helping me make that decision. But I still consider you one of my really best friends, and I have broken news to you before I've told a whole lot of people or publicly before because I value our friendship and, and I wanted to, you know, allow you to, to know the information before, you know, just seeing it like on a, a Facebook post or, or seeing it on social media or something like that. So that's, that's the kind of, you know, my, my relationships with people because you, you and I both know that I'm not the best in terms of keeping up with things on social media at times. So, you know, it could be, it, I know, I know. I've, I've heard that. It's just, that's just, I, I've got to be better, but that's a different conversation for a different day. But I just, I'm not the kind of person that I feel like I overshare things on social media and I certainly don't want to overshare. And so that's why a lot of times, you know, I'd rather, you know, consult somebody one-on-one or, or, you know, talk about something with someone one-on-one as opposed to however many people happen to be, you know, keeping up with me on social media um, that I may not, you know, really not care or care is not the right word, but, you know, they wouldn't have as much of the same value of their opinions on what's going on in my life as somebody that's a lot closer to me, like you and I, basically. So that's, that's, that's a long roundabout way of answering that with the number. Right. Um, Well, where I'm actually going today and I just wanted to toss that in to kind of start things off, is on this National Best Friend Day, we're going to talk about the greatest TV shows about best friends. Okay. I don't know how many we'll get through. Probably not too many. Let's just do these first ten here. And then right. I'll just I'll go from ten to one on them, and uh, we'll round that out like that. Okay? You ready? Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's do it. Right. Number ten, Parks and Recreation. I've heard a lot of good things about this show. Uh, obviously, we wouldn't have uh, all the bacon and eggs you have from Ron Swanson if it weren't for Parks and Rec. Community. Heard of this show, too, but I haven't watched it. I have not either. Um, Seinfeld. I watch a bit of it. It's It's got good moments and bad moments. Um, let me back up a little bit. Parks and Rec premiered April 9th, 2009. Uh, Community premiered September 17th, 2009. And Seinfeld premiered July 5th, 1989. Yeah, so far all three of these shows are off the air. Now We'll see if there's any on here that are still going. This one's kind of still going, but it's it's, it's a spinoff. So, okay. I, mean, it's, uh, I guess it's technically not still going then. <laughs> that 70 show in at number seven. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. One of my they've favorites. Got, they've got that 90 show now. I haven't seen that one, but some yeah, of the old I, characters are in it. I watched the I watched the first season. It was pretty good. I'll see oh, okay, you've seen a whole season of it. Okay. It, was, it was very short. I think it was like eight to ten episodes, and they were about yeah, 30 yeah. minutes. So it was, it was watchable in the day, Drew. Yeah. Uh, that 70 show premiered August 23rd, 1998. That's one of my favorites. I love I love that 70 show, especially the first few seasons of it are great. Right? Oh, yeah, it's solid. Uh, number six, The Big Bang Theory. Seen that one? That's a 
it's it's got its good moments and bad moments too. Um, there's a lot of people are either really enjoy it or really hate it for some reason. It premiered September 24, 2007. I have not watched The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I don't know if you'd like it, honestly. I, I get just from what we've talked about. I, I, I mean, obviously, there's there's certain things that you'll like and, and can appreciate, but I, I don't know, just based on our conversation, I don't know if that's one that you'd enjoy as much. Number five, New Girl. I've seen a little bit of it, and I've been meaning to watch more. I just haven't. Never seen it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I what I've seen, I haven't really noticed, like, the, the friend kind of atmosphere to it. So maybe I'm still early on, but it hasn't been developed yet. Premiered September 20th, 2011. All right, number four, How I Met Your Mother. I've seen that one. Uh, it's... It's it's got good it's got really good episodes and then the last kind of season ish season and a half are just not not as good. Premiered September nineteenth, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Also has three. a spin-off that's still on, by the way. Mm. Number three, the Golden Girls. I have seen bits of it over Every the years. Season. Yeah, I I, my my grandma enjoyed it, and so uh, I, I watched a little bit of it with her from time to time when I was premiered, younger. Premiered 10 years before I was born, BJ, on September 14th, 1985. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, number two, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I haven't seen never, it. Never heard of this. I, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Premiered I, I think I've seen clips, actually. September 17th, 2013. Nice. And I think that's still going, maybe. Or I'm not like, sure. Question mark. They they are probably near the end, but if I'm not mistaken, I thought they were still. Let's see, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, I guess they did wrap it up uh, a couple years ago. Okay, number one. Do you want to take a crack at number one? Oh, Drew, don't make me do this. Is it? Friends by chance? Friends. <laughs> Indeed. I was going to say, before the list started, if, if Friends isn't on here, it's a bad list. But right. I can imagine it not being on there when the Friends is literally in the name of the show. Right. Premiered in September 22nd, 1994. Yeah. Ran 10 seasons, really. I mean, you. I, I don't know that any of the cast members... Uh, aren't famous now because of that show. That's how big the show ended up becoming. Big time. And BJ, that is what's on Drew's mind. All right. Good stuff. So best, the best friend day and the best shows that you can watch with your best friends on Best Friends Day. Well, mm-hmm. Drew, we've got to talk some WNBA action here. Uh, we still got an undefeated team, but we're going to talk about one of the breakout stars of the season so far and that's been Satu Sabali who is third as of right now Drew, third in the league in scoring with 22.4 points per game tied with Phoenix's Brittany Griner uh, in a tie for third behind Jewel Lloyd who still is leading the um, the pack at 28 points per game this season and Stewie of course out there in New York who is just under 24 points per game yeah, man, Satu's finally putting it all to, together here mm-hmm. and, you know, really dominating 
early and always being pretty efficient. You know, when she first got in the league that first season, she was terribly inefficient um, from everywhere, especially from three. I think it was under under 20% that first season, and, you know, things just weren't, you know, forming early on. And, you know, the year before overseas, I mean, she was a EuroLeague MVP, you know. Yeah. And, you know, we were expecting – you know, that type of season last year, but she's mostly just been hampered with injuries over the course of her career, mm-hmm. uh, Beach. But, you know, she's starting out pretty healthy so far. This is definitely the best ball of her career. You know, we've seen the flashes uh, over the course of what she's done in her early career so far. I mean, she's a one-time All-Star already mm-hmm. um, in that small vacuum of even not getting to play so much. But, you know, now she's not only broaching – most improved player conversations, but they're, they're talking about her in the MVP conversation a little bit now, yeah. but based on the way she started and the way Dallas is uh, doing well, undefeated at home so far in their uh, first three home games. The team's just, never done that. In, just one in, of two uh, teams that's still undefeated at home to this point. Yeah. They're never usually this good at home, and they, they've never started this good in Wings history. Uh, the best they've done is 2-0 and at home back in uh, 2018. Um, so... It's really good to uh, to do that because the crowd is always nice and, and hefty in the College Park Center, and the, the fans deserve those those wins because that's that's when they come out in the in the biggest bulk. You know when the hype is. You know when they're selling those extra tickets. You know buy one get one. You know buy two get two whatever, mm-hmm. and then you know they're packing the park and all that stuff. That's when yeah. you got the most fans. That's when you need to see some dubs and. You know, it'll bring fans back to, you know, reorder a ticket for another game where, you know, in seasons past where you're getting blown out or whatever on the on the season opener or, like, you win the first game, but the second game the fans come back, the, the team plays really bad, you know. Um, you know, maybe it's the game, Arike kicked the, the scoreboard or something. Um, and it's, it's just one of those ugly, dramatic ones, and it, you know, deters a fan or something, which, yeah. you know, stinks sometimes, but... You know, it's a big time for this team because, you know, it's always, you know, the stands are always filled at the College Park Center. But, you know, back to the Satu Sopoli side of things, um, she's been she's been really efficient, you know, on top of this, this scoring, being a top scorer uh, in mm-hmm. the league so far. Um, you know, before she uh, went over um, and played with Fenerbach, if, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I sure hope I am, uh, Satu took an extended stay in Dallas, uh, during the late fall and winter and focused on skill development uh, with Wings player development coach Zach Bunchick. Uh, coach, I think that's the first time I've, like, said your name, like, out loud on my <laughs> platform like this. If I butchered it, please don't be mad at me. Like, I'll get it, though. I'll get it, though. <laughs> and then I need to – maybe we need to make, like, a fine bucket. If we don't get somebody's name right, we got to drop a dollar in it and, like, over well, – We'll we'll do something like that to, well, to punish uh, me for that. I, I would per, prefer not to because I seem to get them more wrong. No, uh, I think that would definitely help though. You got to be more <laughs> on top of these things. So I'm just trying to be. Sometimes I about. sometimes it's not because I'm trying to get it wrong. It's either you know I I hear it and I'm gonna say it right and then I slip, or I have forgotten and I don't see like the pronunciation online. You know, right? Or like I haven't said his name in a while and like yeah, I just and forgot you... that I, like I actually said it right when I said it to him and I just said yeah. it wrong on here. So yeah. maybe it's just me overthinking things. But it could be. That is very possible. Anyway, <laughs> Satsu <laughs> has been dynamic, like really truly showing, um, you know, that she is a unicorn. You know that that nickname that she was given early on coming into the league. You know, she's she's got the the wingspan. 
you know, she can do, she can play both sides of the ball, you know, early on in the, in the season opener, she took on Ryan Howard as a challenge um, mm-hmm. early in the game or, you know, within that game, you know, she's able, she's able to play the, Play the four and the five position if needed. You know she's kind of a small four and five, but you know she's like six four, so that definitely helps. And you know it helps out with Natasha Natasha Howard out there doing the doing the pick and pop uh, and, and popping out and uh, creating some actions. Um, and like Mark Schindler, shout out to Mark. Mark was on the the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know checking out great uh, episode. Through his piece on WNBA.com. Make sure y'all go check that out. By the time y'all listen to this and the episode comes out, he wrote this this past Friday about Satu. But, um, you know, one of the other quotes that, you know, I, I was in the, you know, the media day for Dallas as well and got to hear this, you know, this very same thing. And, and she's been doing it this year. You know, Satu talked about, said, quote, consistency is going to be my thing throughout this year. I can't let one bad game affect my whole trajectory of the week, month, season. I'm not letting myself get into the state of uh, ever not believing in myself. So, Satu's consistency early and, you know, just trying to not let the, you know, the one loss or the one down game affect her and just kind of push through. And she's she's really shown it uh, early on. Uh, you know, BJ, you know, people over the years – uh, at least lately have, you know, kind of echoed that they think that uh, Satu Sabali is actually the uh, the best player on the Dallas Wings, and it's not Arike Agumbawale. Um, mm-hmm. what, what do you think about Satu's performance, and, you know, should there be a pecking order with like that? You know, should it shift to, you know, going through Satu Sabali more? Um. So, I mean, the thing about it for Satu, she's having such a great year. It's not just the scoring, Drew. I'm sure you already know yeah, this. But, yeah, yeah, But she's second in the league in rebounds so far this year as well, behind Alyssa Thomas, averaging 10.6 rebounds per game, which is ahead of Brianna Stewart, ahead of Melissa Smith, ahead of everybody else except for Alyssa Thomas. And she is in the top five in steals per game, averaging just a tick under two steals a contest. She's up there with... You know, Stewie, Jackie Young, Brianna Jones, Jordan Canada, um, as, as the traditional names that you would hear in that category. You know, there's overall, Drew, you know, when you're talking about a player that's in the top five in, in three or more different categories, that, that is, you know, you're talking about players that are, you know, historically speaking, at least in conversations for the MVP. And so, Absolutely, I think she should be uh, mentioned in that. Now, I think for for her and for the Wings, you know, a lot of people have talked about, you know, changing up the pecking order. I think that it should stay where it is because if you start to go to Satu as number one, the more attention is going to be drawn to her and then the looks will open back up for Rike. I really, really think that it works better the way they've got it right now where Rike is still drawing a lot of attention. Now, Satu is going to get more attention just because of the way that she's, you know, started off the season balling out. But if, if you still have Arike as the number one option, then, you know, you've got, if she's going to get more attention to her, that's going to allow for Satu and other team makers to step up and make plays. I think it's working just fine the way it is, and I don't think I'd want to necessarily change up the packing order now. You just want to be able to, you know, if you're Arike, if you're Satu, and you're getting the attention, you still got to keep your eye open 
and look for whoever's got the good, the better matchup, who's, whoever's got the open shot. If they try to double, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with them, you know, them saying that she should be number one in the pecking order. But if it's working right now and, and she's being able to, to continue to get these kinds of results, I don't want to fit, I don't want to fix something that's not broken, Drew. Fair enough, you know, it'll just, you know, I mean, it all ultimately depends on what the coaching staff mm-hmm. wants to do, but, you know, last season, BJ, the team started off 4-0 and on the road, you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, one of those at that time, you're probably thinking, if, if that's not broke, don't fix it. That's but, true. You know, they brought in Tierra McCowan, you know, the uh, they started changing the kind of the pecking order there, and, you know, she started starting, and some plays started going through her, and, you know, the wings started you know, the stuff started to shift, you know, in the favor of the Wings later in the season, and they ended up finishing, you know, 500. True. Um, you know, I, I like that early, the early lineups that were working, you know, for the Wings, uh, you know, when they were 4-0 on the road. But, you know, the changes, you know, um, you know they ended up working as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, Dallas it's a, may it's have, an Dallas, kind they of They may have an open mind to it, but they'll, mm-hmm. they will probably, and maybe since it's LT's first year, they'll probably stick with what's working. And if yeah. it doesn't, you know, That's stay. That's things going to change. Yeah, yeah, if it doesn't, you know, stay on track, then then they'll probably start pursuing, you know, other ways to go about, you know, how they want to how they want to win games. Um, but right now, like you're right, it is working. Dallas is looking good. Sati looks good, and um, you know, it's it's been big time. The only thing that hasn't helped out Dallas is the injuries, but the injuries have been throughout the course of the WNBA. BJ, they're getting some some stuff here and there everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one, you know, I play uh, fantasy and I'm trying to, because trying to double check the, uh, the injury here for this, this first one I want to give you, it doesn't have it on, on ESPN, but it does have it on oddly enough, my fantasy team. <laughs> um, so Aaron McDonald, we're going to go through some teams here, or I will, um, on the WNBA side of things with the injuries throughout the league early on. Uh, Aaron McDonald is going to miss uh, three to four weeks with a torn labrum, mm-hmm. um, reported by the next hoops. Gabriella Lewis, uh, seeing this on the, the, uh, the fantasy app here. I can't, not checking it online. I don't know if the team has put it out, but, you know, Danielle yeah, I, Rob- I see it on the injury list. It, it doesn't have a comment, but it's has it yeah. listed. Danielle Robinson's also been out for a bit with a knee injury and just had successful left knee uh, arthroscopy. There you go. I can't spit it out. That's not even a hard word. It's just weird. Um, Chicago <laughs> Sky. Um, Ruthie Hebert's been out. I believe she was. She had a a child. She was out on maternity. Um, she's returning to. She just returned to practice on Tuesday. Uh, Morgan Burt still dealing with an ankle injury. Christina Nigway out. Obviously, Izzy isn't expected to return anytime soon with her meniscus injury. And Rebecca Gardner is still out for the Sky. But the Sky is still winning some games. And like yeah. uh, you know, like James Wade said uh, in the one question response to our buddy Mark Schindler, who we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. he don't plan on losing. And no matter what the injury is going on right now, Chicago Sky are doing some winning, and they just they came back on the Liberty recently. Mm-hmm. I think they were down by 17 Eight, points, BJ, thought, yeah. 17, 18 points, and came back and got the dub over the super team, New York Liberty. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just their Damn. second loss of the year, I think. 
James Wade doesn't like to hear super teams, though. No. Um, no, no, no. And Dallas Wings starting to get some injuries as well. You know, they started off with Lou Lopez and Diamond DeShields, you know, out, and, you know, they're still out. Um, Crystal Dangerfield uh, went down with an ankle injury recently, and she's day-to-day yeah. the current status right now. Um, it was 19, Fever. by the way. Sorry. Okay. We were close. Indiana Fever just got one. Um, nothing that's happened during the season so far that was earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sparks got some recent stuff. Janae, day-to-day, been out. Jasmine Thomas hasn't come back. And Kate Lou Samuelson still out on maternity. Uh, the Lynx, Achanwa, still not with the team yet. And Diamond Miller uh, got an MRI that confirmed her diagnosis of a sprained right ankle, and she'll be reevaluated in the coming weeks. For Mitchell Hansen of the Canis HoopUS.com. Um, Phoenix Mercury, Mariah Jefferson is day-to-day with an ankle injury. Skylar Diggins-Smith still out with uh, maternity. maternity. And yeah. Maisha Hines-Allen, she was uh, back recently. And Coach Tebow said Hines-Allen looked better Wednesday and will travel with the team on their upcoming three-game road trip. But there you go. So there's yeah. been – it's not a crazy amount of injuries, but mm-hmm. a little injury real early for, like, the first, you know, two to three weeks of yeah. this season. Um, and a couple of teams that really couldn't afford them, yeah. i.e. the Dallas Wings and Chicago Sky. But both, BJ, still both winning games. still winning games, yeah. Still I mean, and, winning games. And you hope that that will just, you know, give them more firepower when their players do are, – are able to return. I mean, as, as much as – as they're able to do without them so far, you know, all the, all the depth and everything as well. Man, and BJ, the, the voting is out for fans to be able to vote for WNBA All-Stars, and I casted a vote for the lowdown. Do you want to know who I voted for? Yeah, for go us? ahead. I'm, I, tell I'm me sure, if you agree with these names. I was just saying, I'm sure I will, but I will let you know if I have any major complaints. All right. In the front court, Asia Wilson. Mm-hmm. Pretty justifiable. Absolutely justifiable. Brianna Stewart. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. She's yeah. the second leading scorer in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Satu Sabali. I love it. Her yes. second nod. Yes. Brittany Griner. Ben mm-hmm. Pollen. She's the fourth leading scorer in the league. Yeah. T- 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 tied with, with Satu, actually. Tied for third, yeah. Oh, tied. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Wings just beat her team, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Elena Deladon, who's been hooping and healthy coming back. Yeah. And Alyssa Thomas. Man, you spot on, Drew. I don't have a problem with anybody that you put okay. on this list. Backcourt. Rike Gunbawale. I like it. I like you it. You like that? Yeah. Tied with Neka Gumake for, mm-hmm. which I guess would technically be, what, fifth or sixth on this list with all those ties? Don't know. One of the leading scores in this league. <laughs> Alongside Jewel Lloyd, who is the leading scorer leading score, in the league yeah. with 28 a game. Seattle not winning too much, but she's she's balling out there to keep things alive, and they had yep. a big comeback. Yeah, twenty one. They were down eighteen points. Yeah, that was like just yesterday, I think, or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Tuesday. And these last two, BJ Ryan Howard and Jackie Young. Yeah, Jackie Young, one of the leading top mm-hmm. leading scorers in the I think league, fifth, top five. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I this is what do you I think mean, about this, the Lowdowns All Star team? I was going to say, that sounds pretty much exactly like my all-star team. I, like I said, I didn't figure I'd have a problem with it, but 
I mean, that's spot on, Drew. I think so far what we've been able to, you know, encapsulate this season, I, I think these are the most deserving players for the all-star ballot. And I'm kind of surprised that it, we're able to vote this early, but maybe we're getting closer to that all-star game than I really re- recognize. It just right, doesn't feel yeah, just like a little it. over a month, man. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's that, that close. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Well, BJ, uh, that's all the WNBA stuff that I got. And shout out to uh, Satu for killing it this season. Keep keep it up. Keep it Heck up. yes. Heck yeah. Well, Drew, before we go, are you ready to play a little game game? A little game? Okay. Yeah. You got to play. You got to, you got to play a little game. I, I mean, you gave me some trivia. Now I was it this one? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got the wrong music. I thought I played the. That one for Withered or Quitted last time. Oh no, we night drive in for Wiki. I actually Wiki? checked before the okay. episode started. Okay. Alright, so we night driving for Wiki this time around, and we'll do it again uh, from, for the foreseeable future, I guess. Because so. I, I think we did rock when you did the, the game during BJ's bet. That's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, now that you mention that, I, I'm just so used to that's the one I picked, but alright, oh. we got a, a little game game. We've got a game called Withered or Quitted. I've got Five questions here for Drew, and he's got to let me know I will. if he is with it or if he's going to quit. <laughs> All right, and I, like I told you in the open, one of these is going to be, I, I think if we clip that, it's going to be either a very good response or a very bad response. Oh, I'm just going to warn you now. Possible right. viral moment coming up. Mate, right. I, uh, I'm, I'm not, we don't try for viral moments. Viral moments that we try for aren't, aren't organic and viral. So, all right, let's start off, Drew, with number one. I think I know the answer to this. I don't think I've asked you, though. Good. Pineapple on pizza. With it, quit it. I've asked you this before. That's right. Quit and it. And I quit sure. it. Yeah, I quit it too. Disgusting. I was to say that actually was uh, one that was suggested uh, to me. Uh, Are you keeping your wiki questions now? I am keeping my wiki questions. Okay, cool. So, but this was also this was also a, a listener sent in question as well. So oh! I, I thought I I thought I knew the answer, but I just wanted to make sure. So Drew is yeah. uh, quitting. Pineapple on pizza. I'm, I'm, you hear I'm, that? I'm, I'm not the quitting. only one. I'm quitting, but I'm not a quitting. You are quitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are right. quitting. I quit it. Yeah, you quit the pineapple on pizza, and I am not the only one. I. All right, Drew. Number two. In the next five years, Drew, we are going to see the NBA announce that they are going to expand. Are you with it, or are you going to quit it? Within the five years' time from right now, we will be getting a couple more teams to the NBA, potentially up in Seattle, Vegas, Nashville. There's a there's a few options, but we don't we don't know where it would be. But we'll have at least the announcement within five years that the NBA will expand. We might not have. Oh, the at teams. least an announcement. Oh yeah, I'm with, yeah, I can go. I can be with that then. Yeah. Because well, I wasn't going to be with it if you didn't put that in there. Yeah. Like, have a NBA team like, I don't will know. announce expansion within the next yeah, five yeah. years. There will, I, I don't think that. we'll don't think we'll have the team at that point yet. But yeah, five years, uh, yeah, I, think I can go with that. I can go with that because everybody wants the Sonics back, and you know that'll yeah. probably be one of the first ones to come back. You know, a lot, mm-hmm. it'll probably be Seattle and Vegas if NBA gets two teams to add. 
You don't think Nashville's a viable option? It's not the first two to come to mind now. That's true, yeah. All right, Drew. Number three. You, Mr. Drew Ivory, would rather lose your sense of taste over being able to see color. So you would rather lose your taste bud than than become colorblind, essentially. With it or quit it? I ask this big... Go ahead. I'm gonna go with quit it. Okay, so you would I'd rather, rather see become black and white like a dog. Okay, rather see him black and white all the time. Okay, I I ask that because of your uh, obviously gonna plug you and your uh, you know your photography business here, but with the vis- with visuals, I figured you might not want to lose the ability to see colors so that you can continue to take photographs and especially you know some stunning oh. displays. That's why I ask if you would. Rather want to be able to continue to see. Well, I'd have to retire that profession probably. Yeah. Or have, or hire someone to do the editing for me and I take the pictures because I could still do that in black and white. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it would still be hard. Maybe. But. So that you're quitting it. So that's two quits and one with it. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Thought you had All right, Drew. There, huh? What's up? What? No, no. Keep huh? going. What? 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 All right. Number four. Sure, you heard the uh, well devastating news that came out in the past couple of days. The um, Rangers ace that they spent 185 million dollars on uh, is done for the year. Tommy Old John. Tommy John, Old Tommy John, affected to Jacob Degrom. Well, Drew, as opposed to continuing their plans for the future, the Rangers should trade some of their prospects for an ace to replace DeGrom this year and kind of go back to what you said a couple weeks ago about their playoff team, a World Series contending team this year potentially. Do you throw that all in the air for the ace this year or do you hold on the prospects and you know wait for DeGrom to come back next year? Wait it out. Wait it out. So wait, you say no, you not trade for an ace, quit it. That's correct. I'm quitting it. Don't trade for an ace. Um, just pitch with what you got. To the squad's been balling even without mm-hmm. Degrom. So I'm, yeah. I'm confident in what they're doing right now. And then you just add Degrom to that mix next year. You know, everybody gets a lot. You know, a little bit more experience with Degrom out of the way, and uh, it just makes the squad better. And they're hitting phenomenally. I mean, if That's you make a little run, that. yeah. If you can, if you can make a little. You know, win a playoff series or something, then come back next year with Jacob Degrom and everybody's just better. I mean, and healthy, and you know, continue the plan. Then you know, I'm with. I'm, I'm going to be with that. But yeah. I'm going to quit your question. Yeah, I was just saying, I'm I'm right there with you too. I I think if anything, they're going to, you know, try to bolster up the bullpen. But I, I've been impressed. Like I told you when you asked me the question, I've loved what I've seen of Dane Dunning kind of filling in as that you know spot starter in his place. They've got you know pitching talent and prospects that they've brought up to kind of, you know, fill in as needed as well, and I don't necessarily think they're as bad in bad a shape with DeGrom not being able to go the rest of the year as, as a lot of yeah. people think they are. So I'm, I'm also going to quit it and say that there's more immediate needs in the bullpen as opposed to trading for days. Quit, quit joining in the game. You're asking me the questions. You don't get to quit anything. Alright, Drew. You ready last but not least for number yeah. five? Yeah. This, this is the one that might break the internet. 
Number five, Drew. Matt Reif is an overrated comedian. With it or quit it? Goodness. Quit it. <laughs> what? Quit it? I'm going to say you, quit it. You, you've been no, a I don't, hater I don't, of Matt Reif. No, this is, so, this is so misconstrued. I am not a hater <laughs> of Matt Reif at all. <laughs> I used to watch him on Wild and Out. I watched him when he was not that good. I watched when he was not that good. He has blown up recently because of because of TikTok. And because of suburban moms that yeah. find him hot. Yeah. I would say he is funny. I do find the videos that I've seen funny, yes. And he's probably said something a while and out that I thought was funny, but as far as the overall cast, he was not one of the funnier ones. He was definitely bottom tier. Um but, you know, the only thing that I've been pointing out lately is like that like they're not actual comedy fans and like it's only because you know Matt Reif is you know they they're attracted to bit, Matt Reif yeah. yeah the veneers you know his cheekbones you know he's been whatever you know like mm-hmm. if Matt Reif was 300 pounds would you be wanting to go to his concerts and be like oh Matt Reif is so cute probably not you know I'm I don't know. I'm just making the point that most of these people, a lot of the, I don't want to say most, I'm putting a lot of people in a category. There's been a lot of people that I've seen that I don't believe to be comedy fans and have never seen to be comedy fans and are suddenly just now comedy fans because some attract, the person that they think is attractive is making them laugh and now all of a sudden they want to buy his tickets and go to a show like they've always been a big fan of all this stuff. Meanwhile, people like me, who actually go to comedy shows used to watch all the seasons of Wild and Out ever since I was ever since it got on the air so I definitely knew who he was before he even blew up on TikTok uh, and have been to actual comedy shows shout out to the Arlington Improv in Arlington it just makes me laugh because they came out of the woodworks and it's just comical to I like I'm not hating it, it's not it's not it's just being real that like a lot of y'all weren't actual comedy fans until Matt popped up because like the reasoning I'm hearing for like him being like you're like you know like I really started you know I've got interest in going to a concert or like you know I wasn't into comedy until I watched Matt Reif but and they're saying like it's because he's Involving the fans and like making fun of the fans, like every comedian does that. What do you mean? Like so, some some people that are in comedy are getting to the point because of maybe not their fans, but the way that you know you kind of have to walk on eggshells a little bit, which isn't comedy. You know, you yeah, have I mean. to be you have to be at least a little bit controversial enough to get attention without being too controversial. And to be, you know, that you're not funny, but you know, it's so it's a fine line, and and that's why it's like, you know, there's always involvement. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Yeah, so all comedians do that. They did that when I went to the improv. I, I went and saw Fajon Love. He was making fun of the front row. I mean, that's what comedians do. It's part of the mm-hmm. whole thing. Like they come that's up there their with routine. their jokes, their but they're definitely coming to make fun of people in the crowd. A lot of people do that. Uh, a lot of the time, you know. You know comedy but um it was just like all of a sudden everybody's comedy fans now that this you know attractive you know a person that they think is attractive is doing comedy that they found on tiktok viral you know you're all of a sudden comedy fans 
Us real comedy, but real comedy fans out here been watching Wild and Out since like 2010. Us real comedy fans have been to a comedy show, and I still think Matt Rife is funny. Like so, like I'm not hating. I do think he is funny. It's just like admit that you're on the bandwagon, though. Just just admit that you're on the bandwagon. That's really that's really kind of it. Like I said, it could have been a but very I'm not being a hater at all. Question. I'm not being a, I'm not being a hater at all. I just want to make that clear. I understand. I, I understand. That's yeah. Hey, I asked a question. You gave no. an answer. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, Street's just saying. You're saying a whole lot. Well, Drew, that is with it or quit it. And, and that. that's the episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I want to watch Wild and Out. Go watch Wild and Out. I still watch <laughs> You're going to have a Wild and Out marathon. I still huh? watch the clips sometimes on YouTube, to be honest. Yeah. It's funny. They they're still going with seasons. They got a new oh, cast and they just did a new season or they're doing one right now. So no, fun, funnier than it's, SNL, right? They're still Absolutely rolling. Has to be. I don't watch SNL enough to compare the two. I mean I've I watched a little bit of SNL like some of like old clips from back in its heyday, so but I haven't watched anything. Yeah, they're all on YouTube. Okay. Well, BJ. They got episodes on Peacock as well. All you peeps out there that checked out the episode, appreciate you. Make sure you're following us on social media. If you watched us there, make sure you're subscribed or you like liked our page over there on Facebook or YouTube. Or if you're on Twitch, make sure you uh, you know give us a follow over there on that account as well as the rest of the others, uh, as well as the others that we have: Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. All above there. If you're watching over there right now, and if you're listening uh, on the podcast platform, you know the drill. You know the drill. Uh, we appreciate you guys getting closer and closer to episode 100 of the lowdown, ladies and wow. gentlemen. Just a few more, and we're there. Yeah, that's we're crazy. We're there. Man. Just a few more episodes, 100 episodes into the lowdown. But and once again, shout out to SeatGeek, our new partners. Make sure you guys go out there, and if you go into a sports game or whatever event that you can book on SeatGeek, make sure you're using code the lowdown in all caps to get twenty dollars off your first order. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, appreciate you joining us for this episode, and we will catch you again next time for another edition of the Low Down Sports Show.